Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you joining me. This is the show where we do our very best to provide the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And today is a show dedicated (laughs) to providing the perspectives and information you need to navigate an area of culture that I have a hard time (laughs) believing is changing and changing as rapidly as it is. Uh, We have talked about the transgender movement a number of times on this show But we're going to talk about it again today and, again, do our best to give you exactly what you need in terms of information and perspectives, not only to navigate this, but to communicate well to your families, to your children, if you have children, to others in your sphere, why it is we hold to the principle that children should not be allowed to or encouraged to go through these uh, surgeries, these reassignment, gender reassignment surgeries and all that's involved in this. There's so much involved in it. Um, We're going to talk about it. But because I am not an expert, I am simply someone who is trying to navigate this myself. Thankfully, we have brought someone on who's been on the show before. Terry Schilling is with us today. Terry is the president of the American Principles Project, and he's been on before talking about family and talking about advocating for families and providing information to politicians who can advocate for families. This is another area where they are doing that The American Principles Project has recently put out a report entitled The Transgender Leviathan and uh, done so well, uh, deep, a little bit disturbing, but breaks this issue down into areas that we can use to defend our position. And uh, I don't want to assume that everyone listening holds the same position that I do, that this is not something (laughs) that should be uh, pushed on children or accepted by our culture and our society at large. Um, but if you do, this will be information that you can use to defend that position. If you hold a different position, I would encourage you with an open mind and an open heart to go and check this out. But we're going to talk about it today and uh, very grateful to have on Terry Schilling. Terry, thanks for coming back on. Appreciate it, man. You must be, um, you must be busy. I mentioned that when uh, when you checked in. I, I can't imagine your job because there are so many targets probably all of the time in front of you. And uh, and trying to wrangle it's just got to be overwhelming, particularly with the, the cultural environment we're in right now. No, that's exactly right, Jeremy. And thanks so much for having me. Um, I, look, you're right. It's it's a bit overwhelming, uh, but it's uh, I just – to tell myself every morning it's like eating an elephant. You know, you just got to eat it yeah. bit by bit, bite by bite, um, and we'll get through this. But you're exactly right. It, it is with all the threats to the American family, to our kids, to parental rights, uh, and to our kids' innocence, right? Like the minds are much more uh, important than even the physical, right? Because the yeah. minds end up affecting the physical um, and the rest of us. So it, the, the threats are so big, but it's so important, and that's what. That's what keeps us motivated and focused uh, on the task at hand. When you were on before, we talked about the American Principles Project, but 
for those that maybe didn't hear that episode or aren't super familiar with your work, can you can you talk about what you guys do specifically for a minute? Yeah, we, we to put it simply, we, we fill the political gap for families and parental rights and protecting kids. So, you know, everyone in D.C. has a special interest group protecting them. Yeah. Uh, you got big pharma, big oil, big tobacco. Clowns uh, have the National <laughs> Balloon Society. They have their own. Uh, of course but, they do. <laughs> but, but there's no one in politics that's running campaign ads against bad bad anti-family politicians. And there's no one, which is almost even worse, that's defending our politicians when they vote with us and when they champion legislation that's going to protect us as families. And so we formed APP to fill that political gap so that our allies have have backup and a cavalry behind them and our enemies have a formidable foe and they're they're forced to face consequences when they they vote against us and, and hurt our families. It's it's very simple. It's how everything yeah. has gotten done in this town. Uh, we just haven't really done it for families ever, and so it's yeah. it's kind of new and interesting that way. What's crazy to me, you know, I'm 46, so middle aged, um, not old, but old enough to remember not that long ago when the family was something that every politician wanted to hold up as being in support of. Every politician, left, right, or center, we support the family. We support family rights. We're for uh, moms and dads and kids. And that was just an area of politics, whatever, that you don't touch. We want to be seen as someone that is pro-family. And the fact that an organization uh, like the American Principles Project needs to exist, that's a relatively new development. <laughs> and and it's mm-hmm. it's – been super puzzling to me to watch this happen as quickly as it has. What has led, particularly over the last couple of years, to the place where people like yourself and, and many others have to stand up and say, no, no, we need to stand up for the family. We need to protect the family. We need to care about children again. Um, here in the state of California, where I am, uh, our governor just declared that we are the freedom state this last week. And part of his uh, reason for saying that was we are protecting transgender rights for children. And, and that just – it's like we're in an upside-down world. How did we get to this place where the family has been so torn apart and people want to get on board with being a part of that? Well, it's very interesting because destruction of the family or family abolition, as I – call it yeah. sometimes is yeah. it's not really new right it's something that tyrants do have done sure. throughout history uh they did it in medieval europe they they did it uh in soviet russia they did it in the french revolution i mean anytime a tyrant wants to take full control over a people or a nation they have to break up the family and the russians made you know divorce and marriage dissolution a five-minute process and it, mm-hmm. what unfolded in the years shortly after that was an unmitigated nightmare they there are stories in the atlantic that were published in 1927 that you can still read today and um, there were hordes of orphan children without parents running wow. through and ransacking towns i mean this is this is a very real threat and it's um it's come to America, and it started slowly. Uh, the, the they didn't boil us all at once. Uh, yeah. It started, you know, pretty inconspicuously, right? They started with, um, I would say, artificial birth control. Not that you know it's totally wrong. Um, I mean, my, I'm Catholic, so we don't use it. Uh, but you know, 
started there where you separate uh, sex from procreation. And then from there, we separated uh, marriage from sex. Uh, we separated children uh, from sex. We separated – we just broke everything down at a, at a very small and um, – slow rate that it was hard to really ring the alarm bells. You know, no-fault divorce uh, yeah. led to abortion culture, led to transgender culture. It's it's kind of crazy, but it was all really part of a plan. Uh, you know, there was a congressman, Albert Herlong, from Florida uh, in 1963, Entered the uh, 47 goals of communism, and uh, several of what were several of the things that he listed there were we've already gone through, uh, or we're currently experiencing, such as the breakdown of the family, raising children away from the negative influence of parents. That's yep. what the communists, uh, how they framed it. But wow. they really do believe that the family is a, uh, a construct of the patriarchy, right? It's yeah. it's fake and yeah. it's keeping yeah. us back and it's hurting our kids and and ultimately this transgender fight gives them a really good opportunity to put another nail in the coffin of families and uh, it's more specifically parental rights right because the central premise is that uh this transgender industry the care that they give the quote-unquote care that they give it's life-saving and so that puts parents who oppose giving their kids sex changes in the position of harming their child right and they can yeah. literally take away your children now in, in california this is already happening it's happening yeah. in other states as well um, but it presents a great opportunity to to put another nail in the coffin of parental rights and, and families ability to raise their children and, and make important medical decisions for them right like this is a basic thing but it's it's all it's all part of the plan to destroy america and install a new regime that um is a progressive regime that you know i think will be pretty anti-human and pretty miserable <laughs> what one of the 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 aspects of that that i have a hard time with is I, I can understand that there is a plan and there are powerful people who are pushing an agenda on the united states that they their, their worldview is different than mine and they want to see something different happen and so they're pulling the levers of power they're getting involved in politics at, at every level from local school boards to national to the, to the national level i can understand that what i struggle with more is parents taking their kids to drag shows and um it becoming the norm or the thing you have to do to support uh transgender uh, activities for children and drag shows and the disintegration of the family and that that's the breakdown that I'm having a really hard time getting my brain around. Not that there is someone out there trying to destroy America. I can understand that. What I don't understand is is normal people looking at this and going, "Oh, I guess I guess this is what we should be doing." How, how did we get to that place? <laughs> uh, you know, that's a very interesting question. I it's it's tough to explain, right? Because these people that are taking their kids to drag shows, if you ask them if they would take their kids to church on Sunday, they sure. would probably tell you no, that they don't do that, right? That, that they don't want to harm their right. children. Yeah, yeah, it would instill values into them that yeah, they don't right. really think right. are, are, are worthwhile or valuable. Um, no, there, there's, there's been a complete breakdown uh, in, in our society. And I think that at the root of it is a lot of things. I think it's women rejecting uh, femininity. I think it's men rejecting masculinity. I yeah. think it's um, a breakdown in. I think the masculinity thing is really bad because 
masculinity being broken down means that your society is not going to be protected. Right. Right? You think about the best things about being right. a man and being right. masculine. It's that you can protect people. You can protect right. the good. You can fight evil. You can stand up against these things. And right now we've destroyed masculinity so much that dads are not only not telling their wives or keeping their wives from bringing their kids to drag shows – they're yeah, going yeah, to yeah. the drag shows. Yes, yeah, right. Right? It's, it's gross. It's weird. It's not sustainable, by the way. The, the, these, these kids that you're taking to these drag shows, they are going to have a sordid sense and a sordid view of what the world is really about. I mean, it's, it's very twisted. It's very perverted. And these kids are not – the irony is these parents think that they're being their kid's best friend, right? And at the end of the day, the kids are going to grow up and they're going to realize what happened to them eventually. And yeah. they're going to really be mad at their parents, right? You, you, you yeah. see this all the time today. I think a lot of what we're dealing with is kids rebelling against and reacting to the abusive household that they grew up in. And sure. they're just now realizing it. But, I, yeah, it's, it's inexplicable. Like. I've never found the drag shows to be funny, even even at like an adult level, right? Like it's right, just, right. and I have a broad it's not palette even good when it comes to comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just not good entertainment, and I like a lot of things that my mom thinks are stupid, right? But this is <laughs> this is perverse. This is yeah. it's, it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's perverse. It's it's appalling, right? Like I see these drag shows, and I I want to turn the other way, and there's these whole yeah. groups of people that are driven to them and they want to bring their kids to it. It's, there's something very off about all this. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, as a Christian and, and looking at it from a theological position, I, I think when you reject God, then you end up in this place. Um, mm -hmm. But man, it's, it's just, it's been crazy to watch and to see the decline happen so quickly. And, and, and as you mentioned, it wasn't a quick decline, but we're at the place now where I think we're all realizing that we're boiling in the water. So, um, the question then is, what can we do about it? And mm -hmm. um, you know, Pedro, Pedro Gonzalez, who's who's been on this show a number of times, um, wrote uh, the transgender Leviathan, and uh, that was produced by uh, the American Principles Project. Um, before I get into that, I, I need to ask this question: With all that you just said, is more information going to make a difference? And and I, I told you before we started, I read um, The Transgender Leviathan last night, and it, it just made me really sad and angry and all of those things all at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm someone who doesn't need to be convinced. Mm -hmm. Are there people who just don't have the right information, or is this simply a wholesale rebellion against what is right and you know, an acceptance of what is, we would say, morally wrong? Uh, so, you know, that's a great question. So we've done a lot of polling on this. Uh, it's very clear where the American people are, like even with Democrats. It's a it's an 80-20 issue uh, opposing sex changes for minors or uh, and even when you put it up against the left's strongest arguments, you know, you, you ask them, do you believe that, you know, children are too young to consent to sex changes or do you believe that, you know, the, the experts who claim that this is life-saving treatment um, and that children should have access to it, it's, it's a, it's a three-to-one issue, right? The, the, wow. That's the ratio that are on our side. So it's not, it's not that the American people need to get educated. They have a very uh, deep uh, sense that sex changes 
are probably always wrong, but they're willing to tolerate right. it for adults, sure. but they're not going to sure. tolerate it for kids. The real audience for reports like this that we need to get this into the hands to are lawmakers, right? The, 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 it's the lawmakers that are right. the real problem here because they do one of two things. They, um, they either go along with the lie um, or they'll say something like, uh, you know, I, I don't think government should be getting in the way of parents' ability right, to control right, right. the medical decision. No, 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 no. Children should never be able to get set. There are just certain things we should never allow children to do. Uh, cocaine, go to strip clubs, <laughs> shouldn't allow right. children to get tattoos. And, you know, above all of that uh, is getting a sex change, right? Uh, yeah. You don't – parents don't have a right to do that to your kids. They don't have a right to abuse their kids. Um, but then, two, they dismiss it as if it's not a big deal. Uh, as if it's not happening mm. or it doesn't need to be addressed. Those are the two things that we were trying to solve That's good. Uh, with this report. Yep. And, and, and as well as making sure that politicians and, and the American people know who the real bad guys are, right? Like they're, I don't, I'm doing this in part to help save people that identify as transgender from like a lifelong uh, or a life full of regret. And, and, and misery and despair, right? Like these surgeries are permanent. These hormones, these puberty blockers, those cause permanent damage. Yes. And I want to save these people because uh, they're being exploited by big pharma and these hospitals. And so that's – we wanted to do those three things basically. That's right. Um, address that's those good. things. And Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent. It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels, towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing, towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products all come with a 10-year warranty and their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code SITREP or call 800-870-0283. That's MyPillow.com, promo code SITREP. Yeah, and putting politicians are um, you know, driven by the wind off. Often, and this gives them something to stake, at least this position, too. And I'm, I'm glad for it. Um, I, I'd like to just work through this a little bit. I, I want to, first of all, read your statement about um, the transgender Leviathan, about the report that you all put out in, I think, November. Um, your statement off the website, over the last decade, there has been an explosion in individuals, especially kids, identifying as transgender. While the far left has celebrated this as an advance for diversity and openness, the truth is far more troubling. As Pedro Gonzalez documents in this report, the widespread normalization of transgenderism has been fueled by a mix of factors. The ideological capture of key cultural institutions, the financial profitability to big pharma of encouraging gender transitions, and well-funded lobbying campaigns in politics. And despite the enormous evidence that this movement is damaging the physical and mental health of countless children, its advocates continue to press forward while gaslighting the public as to the horrible effects. To fight back effectively, we have to expose the truth. That is what the transgender Leviathan aims to do, and we look forward to educating lawmakers and all Americans in the coming weeks on the reality behind this destructive movement and what we must do to stop it. Um, I, I read that for those who are listening and don't have the opportunity to read it for themselves. But um, 
along with the entire report, there's an executive summary, which is fantastic. But uh, th- this breaks this, this issue down into essentially seven main areas or seven main mm-hmm. um, topics, things that we need to understand. Uh, patient zero, bad medicine, big medicine, coming for your kids, the politics of transgenderism, social contagion, and the way forward. Uh, I implore, <laughs> encourage everyone to go to your website, American Principles Project, and read uh, at least the executive summary, if not the entire report. But as you look at this, um, what are the highlights that people really need to understand, that they need to take away from this? And again, they can read this, but as you read it, as a, as a husband, as a father, as someone that cares about the family, uh, what are some of the big takeaways for you? <laughs> and Pedro is such a deep thinker. Um, we'll have him on our show, and, and he breaks things down. And then I have to ask him to go back and like, okay, talk to me like I'm five years old and break it down again. Um, he's awesome. Um, but as you read this, what were some of the, the areas where you're like, someone's got to scream this out loud? Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the biggest thing, like if you don't take anything else away, uh, know that this is not a civil rights movement. This is an industry. It's a That's transgender good. industry. Uh, they're making billions of dollars. In 2021 alone, the transgender industry was $1.9 billion in the United States. Uh, it's going to be $5 billion by 2030. So that's the big thing. It's like breaking this down. It's, it's not about a sexual minority. They're, they're less than 1% of America is transgender, right? And, and, that, and it's, it's like 0.3% when before this whole movement really got off. But then these big pharmaceutical companies, big, these big hospital chains, uh, these professional societies like the Endocrine Society, yeah. the, the American Academy of Pediatricians, they all got taken over and they realized that they could make money off of this. And that's when you really started to see the PR efforts take over. Uh, that's why you can't pick up your local newspaper. You can't turn on the nightly news. You can't really go anywhere without people screaming their pronouns in your face, right? And it's not a civil rights movement. Um, it, it, we have no interest in protecting uh, gender identity as a, as a nation, as a government. Uh, there, there were reasons to eliminate discrimination on the basis of, of sex sure. and, and, and the basis of race and national origin, all that. Like There were real problems. We have no interest in encouraging more transgenderism. It brings no benefit to our society. It costs so much money. Um, it's getting uh, doctors and the hospital chains and big pharmaceutical companies very wealthy, and it's wreaking death and despair upon not just the gender dysphoric people that exist, the people that struggle with this. It's causing death and despair to families. I interviewed yes. this mom, Abby Martinez, out of Southern California, whose daughter, she took her own life when the school trans her, got, the school removed her daughter from her home, put her into foster care, and had convinced her that she was really a boy. And because the mom didn't support a gender transition and puberty blockers and, and cross-sex hormones, they took her from the home and trans her. And then shortly after that, she took her own life. That's what we're trying to avoid here, right? This is an evil ideology. It's driven by profit. There's a reason why Europe is getting rid of it. Uh, because Europe doesn't have profits in their healthcare systems, yeah. right? Like yeah. the United Kingdom is restricting this because there's no profits to be made. They can't right. advertise pharmaceutical uh, companies, right? Uh, but it's still happening here. We're ramping up while they're winding down. Yeah, uh, it's terrible, and we just need to put an end to this industry. That's the big takeaway that I would stress. What can I think? One of the reasons parents get behind this, or at least go along with it, is because of the story that you just told. 
they're scared to death that someone is going to take their kids away, that their kids are going to be forced to do something that uh, they don't want to do. So conservative parents or parents who would, you know, because they're normal human beings, <laughs> would, would understand this is not a good thing. They're not going to stand up against it. Um, there's a powerful machine that pushes back on those who stand up against this. What is your uh, counsel to parents who, I mean, my first counsel would be take your kids out of public schools, but but for those who have kids involved in community sports and in public schools and those things, what's your counsel to them? How do they navigate this in a way that protects themselves and their kids as well as allowing them to push back on the agenda? I think the big thing is, is you have to talk to your kids about this stuff. Uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to be a parent and to be really focused on your job or whatever's in front of you immediately, but your kids are the most important thing. And you, unfortunately, as a parent today, I've got six kids, so I know this uh, yeah. very well. Yeah. We've got a different job than our parents had, right? Like my mom and dad had to worry about me, you know, smoking a joint maybe at a party or drinking underage right. or <laughs> right. getting my hands on a Hustler magazine, right? Like the parents <laughs> right. today, we're worried about our kids getting transed by the school, yep. right? Yep. Like we're worried about my kids seeing – you know, hardcore pornography uh, on the computer when I'm not home, right? Like, it's it's a totally crazy world. So you've got to go on offense if you're a parent. You have yeah. to talk to your kids and explain to them that there are crazy people out there that think that men can have babies. Sex is real. Gender identity is not. And anytime yeah. gender identity doesn't match up with, with your biological sex with your body, you don't reject your body, you don't mutilate your body, you, you mutilate those bad thoughts, right? You eliminate right. those thoughts of self-rejection, of, 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 of hating your body and how it looks, and you love your body, you love yourself, that's the way out of this. Um, and you really gotta argue with your kids, and you can't let your kids think they're smarter than you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my mom would argue with me like crazy, uh, and that's yeah. probably why I got into politics, but today, if you don't talk to your kids and have discussions or yeah. debates with them about yeah. these issues, they're going to think that they're their 24-year-old, newly graduated, gender identity study uh, teacher knows more than you about yeah. life. It's yeah. crazy, right? Like, yeah. I've got six kids. I'm 36 years old. I bought houses. I've started businesses. I've started organizations. Yep. None of these teachers that are in my kids' schools, <laughs> in the public schools, know anything more about life than me. In fact, they know way less because they've never had a kid. There's right. a lot you learn from having kids. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom we have. Like, I, I would hire... You know, if I'm hiring someone at my office and I have the choice between like a young man fresh out of college who's ready to go and got a ton of energy, or like the mom of like ten kids who is just getting <laughs> back in the workforce, right. I'm going with the mom of ten kids every time because yeah. I know she's a good person and she's wise and she's going to work hard. She knows what it's like to manage people. Um, but yeah, just don't let your kids think they're smarter than you because they're not. Uh, they need your yeah. guidance. Don't shy away from these fights. It's awkward. But you know what? The more awkward conversations you have with your kids, uh, the easier it is to have them down the road. That's so, good. yeah, it's gross. It sucks. But um, if you're not having these conversations with your kids about sex and gender identity, someone else will. And they're probably not the people you want talking to your kids in the first place. One of the sections of the report is uh, entitled Social Contagion. And it's fascinating just looking at the numbers of uh, young people who identified as transgender um, whatever the period of time was, 15 years ago or something like that, mm-hmm. um, to now. And and what's changed? Well, it's it's that social contagion. It's mm-hmm. that it's become socially acceptable. And so you're exactly right. 
uh, kids are having these conversations. Some schools are bringing people in to have these conversations with uh, with children. If we're not willing to have the conversation, man, you're absolutely right. Someone else will, and it's it's unbelievable. And these kids are younger and younger and younger. No, uh, so the the other thing is is. Uh, there was a chart I saw from um, – it's called Grand, um, Grand Rapids Research, and they do industry research. And the thing that's alarming to me about this industry is that it's mostly affecting girls, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the amount of girls who are identifying as men uh, is through the roof compared to the amount of boys identifying as women. And there's a lot there, right? Like women are more likely to suffer from all different types of body image issues sure, um, sure. From, from our culture and everything. I mean, they're more likely to be anorexic. They're more likely to uh, be overweight. They're, there's a lot of things here that um, where women have problems with their, their body image. It's affecting them. But that's really bad long term for just like maintaining your population, which is uh, I think part of this. Like I think it's a weird coalition of like – profiteers in the healthcare industry and ideologues who want to destroy America. But it's also, there's a certain sect of people who advocate for population control that are part of this. Women, by the way, your listeners might not know this or your viewers might not know this. Women are way more important for procreation um, and for maintaining the population of a nation than men are. Um, It's why we send men to war instead of women because women, you can only have one baby per woman, but one, yeah. you know, if you think about it, like one guy can impregnate a lot of women if sure, he's given sure. enough opportunity. And some of them do. <laughs> yeah, some of them do. Uh, but the, the, this, this affecting, it's like a 3,000% increase. I, I have to go back and check the numbers, but it's, it's, it's an insane increase in the amount of young girls who are identifying as trans, and it's a, it's a social contagion. It's, it's a rapid onset gender dys- dysphoria is what it's called. Yeah. So... The way forward, that's the last section. What is the way forward? Um, I think a lot of people, myself included sometimes, just want to pretend it's not happening and I'll just keep my kids close and, mm-hmm. and try to help them. But what is the way forward for us as families, uh, but also as a country dealing with this? I, I, well, I, I don't blame you. I mean, that's a very natural reaction. That was my initial reaction. Yeah. But then you realize they won't stop. Like sure. they're going to sure. get to your kids eventually. Yeah. Um, so if, as a family, uh, you know, I kind of covered this a little bit earlier. You got to go on offense. You got to have these conversations, yeah. these tough conversations, yeah. your kids. Um, you got to hold your politicians accountable, right? And you got to make your voices heard. Same. If your politician or your congressman, your senator is hearing from you and your neighbors about protecting excuse me, for protecting kids from this transgender industry, they're going to be, it, it's, I know it sounds uh, nostalgic or romantic or, you know, pie in the sky, but politicians really do read those letters. They really sure. do take, take track or you know, keep track of all the phone calls they get, but this is going to, ha- we're going to have to ban this stuff, it, right? It shouldn't be allowed to happen to minors. Children can't consent to sex. So yep. how in the world are we allowing yep. them to consent to a sex change? Yep. So we've got to ban these procedures. Um, if your state doesn't um, have a women's sports bill uh, to protect women's sports, that's a really important thing. Go to the areas where you can start to build momentum and start to make progress. But I think that ultimately this is all rooted in the federal government. Uh, the federal government for decades has been using 
a really interesting tactic of uh, federal grant agreements uh, to push policy changes. So what they do basically, it's most familiar with the highways, right? So if you want federal transportation dollars, you have to have seatbelt laws in your state and you have to have right, speed limits. Right, right. Um, and if you don't have those, you don't get federal money. Well, they're doing that now like on steroids and they're doing it with transgenderism in school, critical race theory in school. You got to have uh, diversity, inclusion, and equity programs. And that's actually the next report that Pedro and I are going to be working on together is, is the federal roots of, of diversity, inclusion, and equity and what it's doing to our country. But um, HHS is doing this. So we got to defund this stuff at the federal level. we got to ban insurance companies from covering it. That was the real explosion in growth for this movement and for this industry is when insurance companies started covering it. Because yeah. that when people had to pay for their own sex changes, yeah. they weren't getting them because yeah. they can't afford them. They can't afford right. $60,000 for a phalloplasty. But right. when insurance companies are covering it, we're all paying for it, right? So right. not only are we subsidizing it through our federal tax dollars that are contributing to Obamacare and covering that, yeah. we're subsidizing it through our health care premiums. So we've got to ban insurance companies from covering this. We have to cut the federal funding out, and we have to ban these surgeries, at least for minors, um, and possibly, possibly even for adults, right? Because I do think that this is consumer fraud. Um, it's one thing to mm. you know let adults yeah. cross-stress. Like, we can't really yeah. stop them from doing that. But I, I think it's okay to say, like, you know, we, we don't allow lobotomies in this country, so we don't allow uh, <laughs> right. fallow lobotomies or whatever you want to call them. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we got to ban this stuff and, and get the federal dollars out of the way. Uh, it's probably a year ago, maybe a little longer than that. I had uh, Walt Heyer on the show. I don't know if you're familiar with Walt, but yep, um, he's written an awful lot on this. He transi- transitioned, as in going through a surgery. I think he was in his forties. And then, you know, a lot happened in his life, and he understood the problems with that. Crazy, crazy story. I'd encourage anyone to go and check that out. Um, But he made the point, and this was – he was so confident in it. And and Walt is – I think he's in his 80s now. Um, He's kind of a smaller guy. And with the the most confidence a person could say it, he said, every single person I know that has gone through a transition surgery is dealing with deep trauma in their lives. And the real problem is trauma. That's what needs to be addressed. But the easier solution is to just let people do what they want to. And I, I, I paused and said, 100%, 100%. And he said, absolutely, 100% are dealing with trauma. Now, the social contagion aspect of that, maybe some of that has changed. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, our society pushing people to do things they wouldn't normally. But we're avoiding the real problems in people's lives to allow them to do things that are permanent and damaging for the rest of their lives. And it's absolutely, um, it's absolutely amazing. Do you find encouragement in uh, the new Congress? Do you think some of that will change because of some of the lawmakers in place now? Um, I'm just so pessimistic about Congress. Sure. I love what just happened last week. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but ultimately, I think this will only change if we get a new president. Uh, mm-hmm. A new president that makes this an issue is willing to talk about it and will it, yeah. really willing to articulate what we believe here and why we're doing it, right? Um, and this Congress that we have, I mean, they'll do some good things um, and they'll sure. go along with that new president. But we, we're, we're rudderless right now, right? Yeah. We, we really yeah. don't have yeah. a leader. And, and Mitch McConnell's not going to cut it. Kevin McCarthy's not going to cut it. We need, it's, it's only going to happen if there's a really good president. I mean, who was, the, who was the Speaker of the House in 1860, right? We don't know. Well, we yeah. know Abraham Lincoln. Uh, yeah. right. And, you know, um, so um, 
yeah, I just I think it's all about the presidential election and who we nominate. Um, if we get a bad nominee, it's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be good. Right. Uh, Terry, where can people learn more about um, the work you're doing? Find this report, but uh, also learn about American Principles Project and everything else you guys are into. Uh, you can find the report at transleviathan.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media across the board, Instagram, Twitter, True Social, all of them, um, at uh, Schilling, S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G, 1776. It's uh, that way across all the platforms. Or our website is just AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Awesome. Terry, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy. We were not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking, a lot of guys end up losing hope. Someone will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD. You know, they'll get pills for anxiety, they'll get pills because they can't sleep, now they'll get pills for depression before they know they're taking 12 different medications. And when it's not working out, these guys lose hope, and that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. As a result, we've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week, dude, and like, I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed uh, social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went. And I'm glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. I appreciate Terry's perspective and also the clarity with which he speaks and understands these issues. It's one thing to have an opinion, to believe something is true or false, I guess, depending on where you fall on the issue. It is something entirely different to be able to articulate why you believe what you believe. And I think that many of us find ourselves in this position of trying to defend without being able to articulate why it is we believe what we do. And I'm very grateful for Terry, for the American Principles Project, uh, for Pedro Gonzalez, who authored this report to provide the information needed to not only understand the issues, but to defend our positions. And I would encourage you to go and check that out. And uh, thank you to Terry for coming on. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please take some time to do that right now. Wherever you're listening from, go ahead and subscribe. That would be fantastic. Then share this content out with others. And when you're all done doing that, if you're driving, wait till you get home to do this next part. 
But if you can, uh, go to YouTube. You can find our YouTube channel there, The Situation Report. You'll find our channel. You can subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave us a comment. We would love to connect with you there and uh, really appreciate you following along. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for watching. If you are watching, and we will talk to you next time.